What up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Black Expat Podcast. My name is Carl, and I'm excited to be rocking with you guys for yet another episode. So, I'm excited to be here with you guys today. Um, A lot to talk about. I've been focusing on a variety of different things for the podcast. I have some amazing things in store, as you know, I always do, and some great interviews locked and loaded. Um, But as you guys know, I released another podcast recently, Um, only about what, four weeks so far we've been out and we're already at a thousand downloads. Um, For those of you guys who don't know how podcasts work, downloads are very important, right? To revenue, to audience, and consistency is key. So if you haven't already, make sure you check me out on Envelope to Expiration. I am the host of that podcast and am interviewing some pretty cool people now and moving forward. So check it out if you like travel domestically in America or honestly anywhere. It's a great podcast to learn a lot of things. Enough about that. So something I want to talk about today um, is risk, right? And risky. When you hear risk or risky, what do you think of, right? You think of uncertainty. You think of being uncomfortable. You think of, you know, taking a chance, right? And for some reason, it sounds different to say, take a chance on something versus this is too risky. Because when you really think about it, if something is, if you're taking a chance on something, it essentially means because it's risky. You don't know whether it will be successful or whether it will fail. The expat experience itself, right? When I decided to pack up my bags and move halfway across the world to Taiwan, that was a risk. I was taking a chance on having a great experience, taking a chance on on becoming more fluent in Chinese, taking a chance on seeing the world. I had no idea that simply flying to Taiwan would lead to me visiting more than 50 countries. I had no idea that moving to Taiwan would change the way I view the world, travel, my own life, entrepreneurship, and all these other things. The comfortable, safe choice, stay in America. That's the comfortable, safe choice, right? Because my friends were here. I had a lot of internships. I had a lot of experience. I could have gotten a good job. I could have, you know, had $300,000 in my 401k. Now I've been driving a nice, fancy car. But that also is a risk because that also could not happen. Oftentimes, we look at taking a risk or risky business, and we only look at what could possibly happen or what could go wrong on that one side. That other side, that, well, what if I continue doing what I'm doing now? We don't really dive deep into what that could mean if that doesn't go well. What you're doing well now is what you're doing well now. Tomorrow, that can all change. The pandemic taught us a lot about that. Literally, one day we were all fine having a great time, (laughs) right? Traveling and going wherever we wanted to and hanging out with friends. And then literally within days, weeks, months, we could not do that. We could not see family members. We couldn't have people over whenever we wanted to. We couldn't shake hands. We couldn't hug. Black culture is a hugging culture. We hug people when we say hello. I remember being in college and every time we saw someone, no matter how good of friends you were, you hugged. And that made a difference because, shoot, sometimes I'm, I'm worried about a test. So I'm going to class, I have a presentation, and I'm legitimately worried. And that hug just changed my day. Like, oh, man, thank you. I really needed that. Without even having to say it, it's just how we embrace each other. But within the blink of an eye, everything changed. So I think, you know, even myself, I've been looking at being too comfortable differently because you're comfortable w- with what you have now. And But you never think about, well, what if what I have now changes? It could change tomorrow. Now, risks come in 
varying different shapes and sizes, right? People think of risk and they're like, oh, financial risk. There's more to it than just a financial risk. There's a creative risk, right? What if I switch up the way I'm doing my YouTube or my Instagram? What I'm doing now is working, right? And if you guys listen to my other podcast, Pivot This, Pivot That, you have to be able to pivot. Doing the same thing over and over again and respecting and expecting a different exalt. I'm sorry, expecting a different result. I'm not adding that out. Y'all gonna get that error. You know, is the definition of insanity, right? So you're doing the same thing. You have success. You continue to do that. It could last, but it also could not. And some of the best creatives, the best business people, the best minds I know are always pivoting. They're setting the market. They're setting the trends. They're not following them. There's a lot of creators who go on Instagram and look at other people's things to get inspiration, right? Now, there's also those who go and look at what people are doing and copy it. Make it a little different, but copy it, right? I don't know if you guys, for those of you guys who watch sports, that's what football teams do. If someone starts using the system, they copy that system. They make it, tweak it a little bit to make it unique to their own. Teaching in the classroom, right? We, we, we watch teachers. We observe them. We take things that they do and they tweak it. One of the best teachers I had underneath me, right, used my exact, because I would walk into the classroom and I would say respect, right? I, I would do a whole first day and I would talk to the kids about respect, about communicating, turning your homework in on time, how you talk to me, how I talk to you. And that's how I would guide my class. And it was very successful for me, even though I was teaching second language learners, because I would say, say it in Chinese. You know what this means, right? What does it look like to you? And I would go into it. And another teacher that was under me, he used the exact same thing, but he made it differently. He catered it towards him, copying, right? It was a great idea, but he copied it. Now, where I got that from was myself. I thought about how I wanted to have my class set up. I was also teaching before him, so I'm not saying I'm better in any way, but I started before he did. And I looked at everyone else and I said, this is what I want to do for me. I like the way he commands his classroom. I like the way she uses, you know, extra materials to demonstrate things. I like all these things, but I need to be me in the classroom. That's what made me a great teacher. That's what made me a great administrator. That's what made me a great leader. I looked at my team and I know how I wanted my team to run. I didn't want to copy someone else because that's not authentically me. Now, there's nothing wrong with taking a little bit from here and there because not everything I did was 100% me. I definitely had help. I definitely consulted other managers. I definitely had mentors who gave me advice and feedback and I used that. But I had to take it and make it into something that I could do, that I felt comfortable with, right? Because the thing is, if I had just gotten comfortable with using someone else's system, right, I probably wouldn't have developed anything on my own. Risky business. It was a risk doing something that I didn't know or I hadn't seen work before. I haven't seen it work. So how do I know if it will work? I had no idea. But I had to try. And I think, you know, when I look back, because there's a lot of people out there that listen to my podcast and beyond that were impacted by the pandemic. And there are, there are a lot of people who weren't impacted by it or who, who were minimally impacted by it. And they just say, oh, get over it. Oh, it's fine. It wasn't that bad. Or it's the, hey, it just happened to everybody, people. It didn't happen to everybody in the same way. It just didn't. And for those of us who were out there taking risks, no one could anticipate this happening. So, so then you get the non-risk takers, oh, see, see, this, this is why I didn't do that. 
But this is literally something that a global pandemic, no one could anticipate. But to get to a point where I could take a risk, I had to take risks. To get to the point where you are in your life, think about how many risks you had to take. To get to a point where I could own my own bar, I had to save. I had to risk not meeting new people and not expanding my podcast to save money. That means staying in the house, being to myself. I had to risk not experiencing new things, developing new opportunities and recruiting more people to live in Taiwan because I needed to save. I couldn't do everything I was doing before. That in and of itself is a risk. You don't look at it as a risk, but if you don't leave the house and you stay inside, you're risking your health. You're, you're risking a lot of things that you take for granted that you think that, oh, just happened because of my day-to-day. -day. It does not work like that. It's so easy to be comfortable. When you are comfortable and you haven't had to risk because you have a cushion, right? You view things differently. Don't let the comfort and the present success fool you or hold you back because you've only experienced it in this way. You think it's this way. So it must be the best way because it feels safe. A lot of things that feel safe aren't good for you. You know that? The most rewarding experiences I've had have come from risk. Risk backed with facts. Now, I'm not saying do stupid stuff like, oh, I'm going to go jump off a roof of a house uh, because, you know, I just want to. And I, if I don't take a risk, I won't do it. That's stupid. Factually, you will break something or you will die. That's not a smart decision. Risk backed with facts. Right? Fact. I knew that I could afford to open a bar. Fact. I knew that I could get people to come in. How many people? Don't know. I know I can get some to come in. In fact, I know that the harder you work at something, more times than not, things will pay off. Those are facts. I had to take that risk. Because if I hadn't, when, I, when the chance is right in front of your face, right, it's right there, and you turn your head to it, you'll always wonder, Man, what if I did that? I don't want to live a life full of what ifs. What if I took this chance? What if I believed in this person? What if I supported this person? What if I did what I knew was right, even though it didn't feel good? It didn't feel good to invest thousands, tens of thousands of dollars into a bar. It didn't feel good to do that. It doesn't feel good to spend money. It feels good to get money. It don't feel good to spend it. Think about it. When you buy your new car, right? feels good to get the car, doesn't feel good to pay for it. However, on the back end, it feels great when you're able to go wherever you want, whenever you want to, not paying Uber prices. That's how we have to think about things, not how I suggest to think about things, right? So again, imagine having someone lay out a solid plan idea right in front of you. Makes sense. They have facts behind it. A person you're respected and trusted and you loved. In the end, you're like, nah, it's too risky. It just don't feel good. Don't feel good. Factually, does it, does it make sense? Factually, is it, is it sound? Is there a plan behind it? Nah, not good enough. Boom. It takes off, blows up. Everything changes. The black expat experience itself is rooted in that. Risk. Risk of not finding community, risk of feeling uncomfortable, risk of not doing something the way that you think you should do it or could do it or would do it or will be doing it. But for those who choose to stay behind, they don't get to experience everything that happens as a result of taking risks. 
no one could calculate a pandemic. But before that, what I felt was was immaculate, amazing. It felt good. I remember days before the months before the pandemic, it sitting in the bar and being like, "Man, this is a dream come true. All the sacrifice was worth it. All the worry was worth it. It was worth it." And at the end of the day, when you're making any decision, risky business, and there's a risk involved, or you feel uncomfortable, root yourself in two places. The first place is how I'm doing things now. Why do I feel comfortable? And what if it didn't go the way I wanted to go? Not because I didn't take this chance, but because it just isn't working out. And then part two, root yourself in, what if I do take this chance and do something that doesn't make me feel good right now? But the benefit, the backside of that is everything and more. Look at both those scenarios. Feel both those things. Embrace both of them. Because they mean something. And again, our minds are tricky things. Trauma has a tricky way of holding us back from doing things and saying things and feeling things and communicating things. Pride gets in the way of risky business. No, I, I know this to be true. I've worked so hard. I don't want to go backwards. But standing still do you want to stand still do you want to actually project yourself forward do you want things to develop for you you know quickly but steadily or do you want to just wait until something happens out of the blue that's what risky business is and you know i think one of the best things about me being an expat and living in different countries that i was surrounded by risk takers Everyone that decided to pack up and move to another country were risk takers. They did something that they probably didn't know anyone else in their circle that did. And they loved it or hated it. But either way, they knew. They knew. They knew. Now, you can't say you know something if you've never done it or never been through it. You can't even say you understand something. Unless you've been around, like in it, not around it, but in it. And people are like, oh, yeah. Like people always, or sometimes, like to tell me stuff. Tell me how I should feel, what I should do. And again, some advice is good advice, but not all advice is. Because you think about where they're coming from. If you're coming from a privileged, safe, comfortable position, I want to hear your opinion. Because some parts of it are valid. But also some aren't. If your only feedback is to, yeah, just, just, just. Anybody that says just when they're giving you feedback, ooh, be wary. Just what? Because nothing is just that simple. Nothing is. And the more complex, the more rewarding. Again, fact-rooted, fact-based risk. That's risky business. So again, don't let comfort and the present success Get in the way of what you could potentially do. Don't let pride and being stubborn hold you back from making a decision that feels uncomfortable right now, but you know after it's done, what will happen will, could possibly, and sometimes definitely will change the course of your life, will enlighten you, will empower you, will push you forward. 
every time I step behind this microphone and I try to encapsulate the expat experience, this is what I always come back to. What the feeling of being uncomfortable did for me. I live in a perpetual state of being uncomfortable. So when I'm going through now, we don't just rebuilding and bouncing back from the pandemic. I can stomach it because I flew into Beijing, China. Did not, Chinese was not nearly as good to study abroad. Didn't have a phone, didn't have Wi-Fi, all that. This was 12, 13 years ago. And I had to figure out a way to get to my university, figure out a way to communicate with people who could not communicate with me. And I survived. Not only did I survive, I thrived. Wasn't mom and dad there to save me? Wasn't sister brother there to save me? It was just me. And if I can do that, I can do anything. If I can do that, you can do anything. Thanks for rocking with me for yet another episode of the Black Expat Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Shout out again to all my patrons, Brittany, Kendra, Rick, Danielle, um, everybody. Just thank you guys for always being my biggest supporters of the Black Expat Podcast. I'm excited, y'all. Um, again, I'm bouncing back. Once I bounce back, y'all will get even more episodes of the Black Expat Podcast. Uh, when I say bounce back, I just mean creatively, um, among other things, but definitely creatively. Um, I'm working on a bunch of things, and I'm ready to bring you guys more quality content. I'm Carl, the Black Expat. We are chill.